I'm going to share a story with you today based on Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 20. If you want to follow along or just listen to this quite familiar text, Luke 2, verses 8 to 20. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God, for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. Eli was a boy like any other boy. He loved playing with his friends and getting into mischief. He came from a town in northern Israel called Nazareth, and he certainly didn't have an easy life. His father died when he was just three. So his mother did the best that she could, raising four kids on her own. Around age 11, Eli began to hang out with friends who participated in questionable activities. And desperately seeking approval from older boys, he did whatever they told him to do. Well, they were into stealing. And Eli became a skilled thief, First it was bread from a merchant in the market. Then it was a couple of pieces of fruit from the window of those who were a little more wealthy. And on it went. The boys would meet. They would steal. They would come back together to enjoy the spoils. And his mother urged him to follow God's ways. But he would have none of her advice. He became a bitter young man who blamed everyone else for his rough lot in life and the lot of his nation. For Israel was still occupied by Rome, after all, and how he hated the taxes imposed on his mother and the arrogant soldiers who patrolled the streets of Nazareth. He even began to despise his full name, Eliashib, God is Savior. God is Savior of who? Of no one, he concluded. Well, Eli's group became dissatisfied with petty theft, and a wealthier family moved into the region and soon became the thieves' target. 
Eli, along with two others, was tasked to break into the home and to take their treasure chest. This would be their biggest haul ever. And so late at night, Eli and the two successfully got into the home while the family was sleeping. They found the treasure chest. They opened it and saw gold coins like they had never seen before and quietly filled their pockets. But just as they were leaving, someone stirred, and the wife woke up and saw them and screamed. The boys jumped through the window they had come in, but the husband got a clear look at Eli as he jumped to run away. His heart pounding, Eli ran home. His mother got out of bed. What's the matter, she asked. But before he could answer, there was an uproar in the village. Soldiers' voices shouted. The Romans were after him. I must leave, Mom. I love you. I love you too, my son, she said as he ran out the back. Eli began a long journey from his home. He traveled at night when no one could see him and headed for the capital city of Jerusalem. But he soon discovered his name had been put on the Romans' ten most wanted list. The rich family with the gold coins had close ties to the Romans. He couldn't stay in the city where there were Romans everywhere. After all, everyone knew Romans crucified thieves. He fled further south and had only one option left, shepherding. Shepherds came in two groups back then, honest ones and ruffians, made up mostly of wanted criminals. Shepherds often went into the wilderness to find pasture for their sheep, far away from civilization, which suited Eli just fine. He came across a group of rougher shepherds late one night near the village of Bethlehem, and they looked on him with suspicion. But he had saved a gold coin from that rich family and presented it to the leader of the group who allowed Eli to join them for a trial. And over the next days and weeks, Eli learned about shepherding. Of course, they gave him the worst jobs, sweeping out the sheep filth from the caves. And he received the late night watch, midnight to 3 a.m., But at least there was some food and few questions. One night, several weeks later, he prepared for another hated night shift. It was cold that night, so he'd have no trouble staying awake. All the other shepherds were asleep in the sheep pen or by the sheepfold. When suddenly, a blazing light appeared. And Eli rushed out to see what this thing was. He, he wondered, is it the Romans? A huge company has found him with these blazing torches. But upon closer examination, he saw this was no Roman soldier. He looked like a god, which was even scarier. Eli yelled out, and the other shepherds got up. They too were terrified. But then the man, or the god, or whatever he was, began speaking. Fear not, 
For I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly beings appeared with the angel, praising God, And they said, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. The shepherds basked in this display of God's glory. Suddenly their past and all the troubles of the world seemed to fall away. Their eyes and minds were fixed on these messengers of the holy God of the universe. And then the angels were gone. The shepherds stood staring at the starlit sky that they had become so familiar with over the years as they watched their sheep. And they began to talk about what the messenger had said. A a savior? Peace? Born in the city of David? That was Bethlehem, the nearest town. Eli remembered the rabbis talking about the promised deliverer when he went to synagogue as a boy. Had God kept his promise? While the other shepherds talked, Eli interrupted by saying, Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Bethlehem, the leader said. Are you crazy? There are people everywhere because of the census, and the place is crawling with soldiers. We're not going to risk getting arrested. But Eli was already on his way. And strangely, most of the other shepherds followed. A couple stayed with the sheep, and they quickly made their way into town. The packed city was strangely quiet. Had God only told a bunch of criminals about the birth of the Christ? They surveyed the town's main square. It was empty except for the occasional military patrol. But Eli was too excited to care about his own well-being. He went from door to door asking, has anyone heard of the birth of a baby? Some angrily told the stinking shepherd to get lost. Others never even answered. No one who would talk to them had heard of a baby being born. They began to wonder, were we just dreaming? But Eli noticed a light in a barn door near the edge of town, and he was drawn to that light. And the other shepherds again followed him. He pushed the door open, and a man got up, and Eli immediately recognized the cloth the man wore. It was a pattern from the north, from his home region. May we come in, Eli said. You you are from the north, the man said. I recognize by your accent. Fear gripped Eli's heart. Maybe they knew of his crimes. But there was kindness in the man's eyes. Come in. What can I do for you? Eli told the story. Had they heard of a baby being born? The man smiled. 
come over here. I think there's someone who can help you. He led them to the cattle feeder, and there sat a young woman, about 15 years of age. She looked up and smiled. What was this young couple doing in this barn? And then they heard the baby. The shepherds pushed each other out of the way to see, and there lay a newborn, wrapped in cloths, lying in a cattle feeder, just like the messenger had said. The shepherds couldn't contain themselves. They hugged each other. They hugged Joseph. They hugged the cows. They respectfully nodded at the young woman who had just a few hours ago become a mother. For Christ, the Lord, the Savior of the world had been born. It was a miracle. And then it was time to nurse the child. And the shepherds respectfully withdrew and thanked the young couple for letting them see the baby. They went into the streets loudly celebrating. A couple of soldiers began to look their way. The leader said, let's get out of here while we still can. No, said Eli. God has graciously revealed this wonderful news to us. We cannot keep it to ourselves. And so a group of shepherds, so used to clutching anything they obtained close to their hearts, went into the heart of Bethlehem telling anyone who would listen about the events of that night. They even talked to soldiers who were more interested in going to see the baby themselves than in the shepherd's past. Dawn approached. The town began to come to life, and in the center square sat a group of ragtag shepherds. At first, people were suspicious. But the shepherds patiently told their story over and over again. And all who heard were amazed at what they said. The lineup grew at the barn where the baby had been born. And the time came for the shepherds to return to their sheep. They stopped in one more time to see the child. They discovered he had been named Jesus, meaning God is Savior. Then they returned to their flocks. Except Eli. He had a new purpose in life. To honor God's gift to him of that visit by the angels, Eli would tell everyone he knew about this deliverer, Jesus. And since God had so graciously reached out to him, Eli knew he had to reach out to others by making things right. The former thief made his way back to Nazareth. His mother was overjoyed to see him. He went to the authorities and to everyone he had robbed, confessing what he'd done and promising to work to pay his debts. He began shepherding on the outskirts of Nazareth, earning money to give back to those he'd wronged. He also witnessed to the shepherds there about Jesus. Then one day, a couple years later, a little family of three came riding into Nazareth. There was a great stir in the community that some long-lost friends had returned. Eli ran to the town square, and there he was reunited with that family from the barn. A three-year-old boy stood beside the young parents. Eli became friends with the family. 
The boy Jesus would sometimes accompany Eli into the fields to learn about shepherding. 27 years passed. The boy Jesus grew up to be a man. The old shepherd Eli saw Jesus perform miracles and deliver many from their ailments. Truly, this one was God's Savior. But one day, Jesus came to talk to Eli. There were tears in his eyes as he told the former thief this was the last time they would see each other. Eli thought Jesus was referring to the old man's age and joked, I'm not dead yet, my boy. But Jesus answered, it's not you who is going to die. It's me. And he went on to tell Eli that he was going to Jerusalem to deliver the world from its slavery, not to the Romans, but to sin. This saving would not be done with force, but with humility, and he would be executed on a cross. Eli was filled with rage. No one was going to touch Jesus. He would go talk to the authorities, even offer himself in Jesus' place. No, said Jesus, with a finality that stunned Eli. I have to go and die in your place. The two-parted company. A few weeks later, travelers came from Jerusalem. Jesus had been arrested, tried, and crucified between two thieves. The old thief was filled with grief. He should have been on that cross. He was worthy of death. Jesus had done nothing wrong. It was like Jesus had died for the old man's crimes. And then it came to him. This was exactly what God intended to happen. This was how God would save the world. The little baby whose birth announcement Eli witnessed was the sinless sacrifice for the world. God would offer salvation to the world, not through a military conqueror, but through his suffering son. Then whoever would believe in him would have the peace with God that the angels talked about. Some contentment flooded the old shepherd's soul, though there was still grief. But later that month, rumors began spreading that Jesus had been seen alive. And one day, a hooded stranger knocked on the old shepherd's door. It was Jesus. Eli saw the nail prints in his hands and feet. He saw the wound in Jesus' side. He fell at Jesus' feet, exclaiming, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said, Dear friend, believe in me, and you will be saved, rescued, receive me as your Savior and Lord, and enjoy eternal life. The old shepherd believed and continued to spread the word about Jesus until his death. Jesus the Savior had redeemed, transformed, and given new life to him. And the shepherd thief died after living and finding life in Christ. He even died living out the truth of his name, or at least testifying to it, Eliashib, God is our Savior. Savior. 
And we're all like that shepherd in a way. We may look back on our lives and see things that we regret. Or we may feel an emptiness in life, wondering why we're here. But God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And today, maybe God is calling you to come to him or come back to him. Or maybe he's reassuring you of his love for you. Or maybe he's simply reminding you of the greatness of the gift of sending his son for the one whose birth we celebrate today continues to live and invites you to come to his light and spread it to others all around you. And so, Lord Jesus, we come to you today as our Savior, as our Lord, as the one who was willing to enter the vulnerability of human flesh, in the most vulnerable type of human flesh, an infant, to be raised by young parents who were simply followers of God and faithful. To grow to the point where you ministered and lived a perfectly righteous life and then offered yourself up for us so we could have life. And so I pray, Lord Jesus, that this story, this account, will never grow old for us. May its wonder rekindle and renew us. May the fact that you, O oh God, cared enough about us to send your Son into the world fill us with your joy and hope today, regardless of what we face. May the fact of Jesus entering into history be a testimony of the persevering love of God for us. For each person here, Lord, and watching online, I pray for your strength and your grace and your peace and your love through this Christmas day.